This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And hello, America. Welcome to another edition of Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism only on America's WebRadio.com. Coming at you, I, uh, I, I tuned in to the, uh, the, the college football championship with some, some friends last night. We, we, uh, we did a flash mob if you will, of the bucket shop with some of my uh, Buckhead Young Republican uh, compatriots. We basically sent a landing party there a little bit early and corralled a few uh, tables and uh, pretty much ran the show the uh, middle of the uh, the road, I mean the middle of the, the whole bar there. So it was uh, a great time was had by all except for uh, the Oregon fans, which were many in the room. A lot of people had adopted Oregon is their team, and they must be wondering what the duck happened to them. I don't know. You didn't uh, get a chance to tune in. You told me you had a friend from Oregon that I'm sure is probably on West Coast time still. Still grieving, I'm sure. Yeah, I, you know, these games, David, they really go too long. You know, they start at 830, a lot of commercials, a lot of timeouts. Next thing well, you know, it, it was past that. I mean, I got yeah. I, after halftime, every our table kind of cleared out. The the place did because it was eleven fifteen on a on a Monday night, and some of us got to work and, and and pay taxes. That's uh, that's why you don't start it. You don't have to stay there and watch it. You know exactly. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I never started it, and uh, just you know, I, and I didn't. You know, I. You know where I'm from and stuff. And Texas. I, I didn't have any dogs in the race, so. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, you know, Texas. Actually, congrats, though. Texas and Georgia are the only two states that finished with two top ten teams. Uh, Baylor, which is in Houston, and uh, TCU. No, Baylor. Baylor's in Waco. Baylor's in Waco. Is that near Houston? No. What? Oh, really? <laughs> okay. No. Wait. I mean, Waco's where David Koresh and all that happened, right? Yeah. Okay. That Baylor's in Waco? Yeah. Wow. Always has been. Huh. They didn't move it recently? No. In, in fact, it used <laughs> to be called, there was a girls' school, Mary Harden, ba- uh, Mary Harden Simmons, and then mm-hmm. they merged with Baylor, and uh, uh, but it's been in Waco. And Waco's over near so. Lubbock, kind of? No, uh, no. Uh, I, I have no, I, my geography in Texas clearly yeah. sucks. Waco's sort of, uh, yeah, mid-state, uh, nor- north of center. South of Austin? No, no, oh no, 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 north, much north of Austin. See, I'm way. I, I, you know what? I failed Texas geography, obviously. Uh, I gotta say, now that college football is over, though, we can get back to debating important issues like transportation funding, improving education, how to keep Georgia the number one ranked state for business, and uh, an American Idol. Well, I, I got. You, do you watch American Idol? No, I, <laughs> I could care less. Uh, I, I gotta ask you though, what? Yeah. What do you feel about uh, your president missing the parade? You know, I frankly, I, I'm 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 happy he did. I mean, it shows the. Uh, uh, it's a very good indicator of what kind of person he is. Um, if it's not all about him, then why would he waste his time? I do have a theory, though, David. I'm thinking that Michelle Obama was thinking how he misbehaved at the Mandela funeral. Remember yeah, when he was like yeah, hitting yeah. on the first lady of, of, of the it was the Dutch prime minister and uh, the French first lady? They are doing she selfies. Just can't trust. Yeah, him. she's basically like, oh no, you are not going to Paris without me. Hell no. I mean, you know, do you, <laughs> do you really think there's anything there anyway between the? Uh, you know, I think that's a 
a convenience. I, I'm, well, I, don't well, know, I mean, I don't. put it this way: that you know, if if we're breaking down marriages, you got to look at uh, you know the Clinton marriage. That's got to be the biggest sham out there. But uh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, you know, and I mean, she's clearly just staying hitched for her run in in 2016. Which uh, boy, everybody's announcing. What do you think about Mitt Romney trying to get back in there? I mean, Mitt's. I like I like Romney. He's just he's proven that he's lost twice, like yeah, badly. Well. <laughs> you know, I uh, I think it's a mistake. But then again, you know, the the only person I know that's not running at this point is me. Uh, you haven't, I, but I saw you set up an exploratory. Well, I, I I did, but that was uh, because I that, it was that or get the uh, second colonoscopy. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, oh man, no, I have a seat. <laughs> yeah. I uh, no, I I. Uh, I, I don't think Romney's. Unfortunately, I don't think he's winnable. You know, electable like electable, he, he, he. I don't think he can win. And I'm not sure. You know, it's sort of like George won uh, when he lost to Clinton. I'm not sure he wanted to win. There was never, you know, there was no fire in the hole. Well, uh, but I mean, you know, that the I mean, Ross Perot sunk that. I mean, Ross Perot got 19% in that election. I mean, Clinton had 38. uh, I mean, Clinton won the Electoral College, which obviously our guest from a week or two ago, Louie Hunter, would uh, would get back on the show and talk about that race uh, at at, at Link's End. But, you know, Ross Perot took a huge chunk of what would have, I bet you 80% of his vote would have gone to George H.W., uh, I mean, a lot of Republicans were mad at him because of the read my lips, no new taxes pledge. And then he quickly uh, flailed on that, which kind of, you know, we're going to be talking to our uh, GeorgiaPundit.com correspondent, Jeff Breedlove. He's been down at the Capitol for the past couple days. Uh, first two days of session have come in. So hold on to your wallet and your constitution there because... Uh, some folks are going to be trying to take a little bit of both, your liberty and your treasure. And um, I was watching the Twitter feed this morning from the um, the Chamber of Commerce. They have um, an annual breakfast called Eggs and Taxes. It hadn't been hacked. Eggs and taxes. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, eggs and issues. I'm sorry. But from the look of the tri- Twitter feed this morning, they should have called it Eggs and Taxes because literally every high-ranking Georgia public official – was up speaking to the Chamber of Commerce, which is all big business interests and um, people that that basically get a lot of funding from taxpayer uh, doling them out and divvying it up over the years. They're loving this. Raise taxes, all, all of the above. Instead of some of the above, leave nothing on the table. Of course, these big business leaders, it's not their money that they're having to invest in uh, in, in roads and bridges and infrastructure and transit. Why not invest my money and why not invest your money, David? I, I, I'm worried, though, because a lot of Republicans ran on kind of a lower taxes platform. And this is not an election year, but I guarantee you the memories for some of these folks that will be up for election in two years, the memories of this will not die off quickly. Um, nope. And and, and, it, and in a certain way, it, it could poison the wells for Republicans going forward. If, if basically they get elected, no new taxes, limited government, and then immediately start implementing new taxes and going back to the, the crony days, um, it, it's not a good look for us. No. And it's going to come back to bite some folks in the rear. 
I mean, it really is because... And it should, you know? You know, this is something that uh, I don't know that you and I have talked about off mic, I know, but, you know, if if a politician is going to say something, it's it's the exact same thing that they did. I'm not going to vote for Boehner. Hello? First um, vote of the uh, first vote after being sworn in. Yes, Johnny B. Yeah. Which Johnny B. So, was unanimous from Georgia. Know, by the way, I think people are getting. I, I think people are getting tired of being lied to. You know, and politicians are gonna. I think they're gonna get some some rude awakenings on on people paying attention yeah. and. Uh, you know, the people are going to start holding their feet to the fire, be it local, be it city, state, county, yeah. federal. Well, and, and that's where this 24-hour news cycle, the blogs, the um, the Internet memes, social media, it like nothing can go unnoticed these days. And Republicans as, 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 or conservatives, we are far more critical of our own party members. Um, we will criticize them. We, we ex- I treat... Elected officials as my employees. If they do a good job, I say good job. If they do a bad job, I'm not scared to to use the First Amendment, which in this country is a use it or lose it right. Yeah. I'm not scared to say you're doing a bad job. I don't. Be- I mean, there's so many issues coming up that uh, we're going to be talking about over the next three months. Just in Georgia, they want to raise taxes, David. You know what? You know what they could do is they could cut regulations on small business. They could let the craft breweries invest millions of dollars and create real jobs and raise revenues that way. They could, they could, they could remove regulations on, on, on solar freedom. They could stop giving people that buy the Nissan Leaf a $5,000 tax credit from the state of Georgia. You know people that do that, they can basically drive a Leaf for two years for free. So every two years they go, they dip their, their, their ladle back in the, uh, the taxpayer, and they're driving around not even paying a gas tax, clogging up our roads, and we're paying for them. And so we are subsidizing the R&D department at a for-profit Japanese automa manufacturer. Doesn't that suck? Yes. Let me... I, I, I promised I wasn't going to rant, but... Do you, uh, do you ever watch Waters World? No, no, no. Do you know what it is? Is that where he goes out and interviews yeah, people? Yeah, on the okay. street. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen O'Reilly, it. O'Reilly, yeah. he's on O'Reilly, he's on a couple of things. I tell you, it will scare you to death when you watch it. The the vacuous uh, responses that he gets? Oh. Yeah, no, I. that's why I don't watch it, David. I want to have a little bit more faith in, 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 in human humanity than the, the jaywalking or that. Because Jay does it on Jay Leno. Yeah. But he normally just asks attractive females questions, and you know, well, that can't I, be a tough know, job. Uh, they're, they're, they're people walking the street. Did you vote? Yeah. Well, who is this? And they, he holds up a, a picture of um, Condoleezza Rice, and who is this? <laughs> Oh, that's the first lady. <laughs> I mean, it just the answers of the of, and and if they voted, that's yeah. even scarier. Yeah. Well, you know you what, know? Dave? That reminds me. Uh, my friend at Georgia State, uh, Bridget Mary McDonald, she went out and um, they did a similar uh, jaywalking that uh, that you're referring to. But they did this on campus at Georgia State, and they it was right before the election. They asked. The students who was running for Senate, uh, and it was when Purdue and Nunn were running. The students, a lot of them got Michelle Nunn right. Very few knew David Purdue, but they all knew who Kanye West was. 
And they all knew who Kim Kardashian was. They even knew the name of their baby. So that was a, a, a very scary... What uh, reality? I, I, yeah, Rihanna. Exactly. She was certainly on the uh, on the docket as well. People are are stuck in this 140 character or less soundbite with TMZ dominating, and they don't really care how their taxpaying money is spent. They don't really care what we're doing with the money that we're borrowing. They don't care that we're 18 trillion dollars in debt with it, with, and still with half trillion annual deficits. They don't care about that. Well, That's the a problem. The president said we just cut half the half the deficit today. In fact, as he was meeting with uh, the new congressional leaders, and exactly I, you know, how this guy just says stuff off the you know pulls it out of his ear, and he has big ears so he can pull a lot out, and just be lying like a rug, right? I, I am you know he's in. I don't give him credit for anything, but uh, you know it, it is amazing how he can do that. You know what? It's time. We're going to take uh, our first break here. We're going to break it right here. We'll be back in a minute with Greg Wade. And Jeff Breedlove Firm at georgiapundit.com will be joining us. Thank you all for listening. Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. This is Dr. George from Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps, a chronic sinus infection, or allergies that are either undertreated or have never been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we use state-of-the-art equipment so you can see the problem. You'll be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment because we believe in old-fashioned medicine where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. We specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery, correction of a nasal septal deviation, and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office, getting you back to work the next day. And you can rest assured that all options will be discussed before surgery is recommended because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. If you'd like to make an appointment, call 404-591-9100 or reach us on the web at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock for Medicine on Call. Learn strategies to protect you and your family in the age of Obamacare. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home for serious journalism on America's WebRadio.com. We are joined now by our friend Jeff Breedlove from GeorgiaPundit.com. Jeff, welcome back to Greg's List. How are you, man? I'm great. It's great to be here. Thanks, Greg. I'm glad you changed all your profile pics from that uh, Oregon duck. (laughs) 
Hey, that was a rough night last night for Duck Nation, well, I'll tell you that. Like I said, they, they don't know what the duck happened to them, but uh, at any rate... Hey, I'll tell you, our editor Todd <laughs> Ream is a big Oregon State guy, and I heard no end of it this morning. Oh, Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State guy. You're, you're so st- I heard no end of it. <laughs> I'm sure. He, he has not changed his profile picture back. No, but, no. Um, I uh, I was watching the Twitter feed this morning, and uh, I know you guys at GeorgiaPundit.com session is kind of like y'all's, it's like y'all's spring break, you know, you love going down there and getting the interviews and, um, you know, able to get on camera and, and some sound bites from some of the officials. Uh, it's amazing what uh, was going on at the uh, eggs and taxes, I mean, the eggs and issues breakfast this morning where the top three Republicans pretty much deal uh Ralston and Casey Cagle all said uh, doing nothing is not an option and we must raise taxes much to the glee of the Chamber of Commerce audience. Were you at the bre- you were at the breakfast this morning, right? Well, let me, let me be honest. Now, I wasn't actually at the breakfast, but I was monitoring it and um, I've talked to several of the, of the members mm-hmm. that, that were there mm-hmm. and members of the media that were there. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about, about that in anticipation of our conversation. And I would say to you that you know, Ronald Reagan taught us that the government that operates closest to the people is what's best and appropriate. So from a conserv- from, from my conservative point of view, I want these decisions that I think are that affect families and businesses made here in Georgia, not in Washington, D.C. So the first thing is, let's take it off the table that transportation, for example, and education are realities. So I don't want them being made... Uh, at the, at the federal level. I want these decisions being made at the state and local level. So once we become the governing party, I think, I think Republicans have an obligation to actually uh, solve things. And they have to solve things, I think, from two philosophical perspectives, from a pro-family point of view and a pro-business point of view that are both in line with the Constitution. So practically speaking, uh, my son plays soccer. Mm-hmm. And... I'm a fan of strategic transportation solutions that reduce congestion that prohibit me uh, and delay me from getting from point A to point point B. I'm also a fan of having more and more big and small businesses open up uh, for, for, for Georgia as their headquarters. And um, to do that, we have to have a, a transportation infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, statewide that will uh, allow them to, to want to, to do business here. And it's not just big corporations. Uh, I, I, there's one or two cities that, that I've met with uh, mayors and council members where there's, there's transportation problems that prohibit the uh, small business person on a historic square from being successful. And so we have to, to look at transportation as a pro-jobs thing and a pro-family thing and find solutions at our level. And at some point... That's going to cost money. The question becomes, how do we pay for that? Right. Um, okay, so the uh, there was a study committee done last year which had a, a repertoire of um, tax increases. Um, I guess the they they at least were not pussyfooting around the issue. I'll give the, uh, the the folks credit. They are now saying yes, we have to raise revenue, which means raise taxes. We need more money. It can't be something revenue neutral. We want to do it as pain free as possible. But what do you? Does that put Republicans in a in a tough position 
because well, sure, no question. It's a tough position. These are very serious issues that that involve a lot of taxpayer dollars. I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I've talked to several members, um, mostly in the Senate today, but also in the House, and asked them to go on the record with Georgia Pundit. And, and, and to a to a person, they all said, "Hey, can we wait until we hear the state of the state address tomorrow before we comment? We want to hear more." <laughs> what the governor's going to say. Yeah. And, and that's a very fair thing, because I think, you know, historically, to digress a minute, Georgia governors have a three, a trifecta. They do their inauguration speech. Right. They do the eggs and issue speech. Mm-hmm. And then they do the state of the, dress, state of the state address in that year. So he's got another major speech tomorrow where he's going to outline, the governor's going to outline more policies and more initiatives. And so I think we'll all know a lot more tomorrow than we know today. Of course, I'm hopeful, as a conservative, that no revenue will be increased for any project, for any reason, <coughs> without uh, you know, further cuts. Uh, there's, there's certainly a, a desire among members of the General Assembly in, in the majority caucus of both bodies, before any discussion of, of, of revenues being increased occurs, to to have uh, very serious discussions about how we can cut any any sort of uh, unnecessary expense, mm-hmm. whether it's waste, whether it's fraud, whether it's abuse, whether it's outdated things that don't need to be uh, spent anymore. Whatever the reason, there uh, there is a, a, a large part of the majority caucuses that want to make sure we do that first. But I also think there's a there's a, a reality that if we want to celebrate. Uh, more Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. We want to celebrate more um, small local businesses opening up in our local communities that we're going to have to do, do something about transportation. And, and at some point, we're going to have to make decisions as a state. I hope they're in the form of a referendum. We all know that T-SPLOS went down mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to, a, to, to about as bad a loss as, as, as Oregon went down to Ohio uh, <laughs> State last night. But, um, you know, that, that failed. But at least the citizens had input. Yeah. Well, but but Jeff, but Jeff, that's got to make some decisions as a state. Yeah, but Jeff, on transportation. That, that's why I don't think they're going <laughs> to let the citizens vote on that. They, it, it's a very nebulous issue. It's difficult to explain exactly what. And uh, I agree with you. I will listen to the the governor's state of the state. Uh, I, I really don't think they have enough time to actually explain to the general public why they're going to be increasing taxes. They just say, oh, we need to, we're a billion dollars behind every year, blah, blah, blah. So we have to find money that way. But a lot of people, including myself, I'm not really convinced of that need for a billion dollars. So I need a little bit more information. I need a little bit more persuading. I can. I am happy to, with consumption-based taxes. If raising the gas tax by ten cents uh, on everybody solves a problem, and, and it looks like it, the money's going to, they're going to be wise stewards of our money. You know, I, I can buy into that. I can say, all right, you know, we haven't been paying for our transportation. Well, this is money that we've already spent, and we have to pay back. If we, if I look at it oh, like I, that, if I, I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, a lot of people can support <laughs> consumption-based uh, fees. I think people are going to demand, rightly so. I, 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 as a citizen, want to demand this. You know, transparency, as much honesty as we can, we can expect <laughs> from our government. But transparency is the key. We also want to understand in practical terms, where the money's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we see, you see this, I see this, you know, we understand there's a new ramp over there at 485. And we can all understand 
what that ramp accomplished. And if they present transportation projects that are real, in the real world, that real people can understand, real people will support them. If it's this hodgepodge of a bunch of money and, and ambiguous uh, stuff being done with consultants and, and people behind closed doors, uh, that's not ever going to fly, and I, I hope those people have learned their lesson. Right. Well, here's here's what I guess I'm wor- I'm worried about is uh, there were three regions that actually did pass the T-SPLOS, and I've heard mixed uh, uh, comments about whether or not they like it or not. What I've read is that the T-SPLOS is, is about 20% underfunded from what they were projecting. But those those areas are certainly not going to want to add another sales tax fee. So what, what I'm worried about, Jeff, is that Republicans, some of the more moderate ones, some of the ones in, in metro Atlanta, are going to have to work with all the Democrats to get stuff passed, and the Democrats, they're going to be adding all sorts of crap to these bills, and we're going to get these just Frankenstein bills that have a lot of special interest Democrat projects on there just so Republicans can raise taxes, and, and that's that's just going to be a really bad look for us four years from now. You know, it is it is a legitimate concern. I, I have a lot of confidence <clears throat> in Governor Deal. I think, you know, I know people have their different opinions on him. I think he's a good man. I think he's doing a great job. And I, I do not think that he will, will allow uh, a Christmas tree bill uh, <laughs> to, to pass. I, I don't. I also think the the very good news is for, for people like us, uh, campaigns never end these days. And we have some people down in the General Assembly right now who, who know that uh, very shortly there will be a very active primary to succeed Governor Deal. Um, and if Casey Cagle gets his seat up to succeed, Casey Cagle's open seat. Mm-hmm. And these, these people are, are, are aware of what happened in the primaries in, in this past year. Right. And, and I, think, I think that there will be a, a uh, protocol set up where, where folks um, hold, hold these people to the feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I, think, I think part of our saving grace is the looming primaries in 2016 for these statewide seats. Uh, these these, these politicians down there are going to be very aware of uh, what they allow to happen and how it would impact them in the primaries. And I think, I think that is a, a reality that we have going in our favor. Are you suggesting they may actually be accountable to voters? You know, I am. I mean, I, I, I know these folks get criticized a lot, but, but you know them, I know them. Yeah. There, there's some very good people down there. Right. Uh, I, heard, I heard a state senator today in the chamber after the session. He had about 60 uh, elementary school students and, and some teachers and parents down mm-hmm. there. And he was introducing random senators that walked past, demonstrating that these are citizen legislators. One of the ones that walked past was Dean Burke, who's a doctor. Another one that walked past was a, <coughs> uh, a lawyer. And the children were, were understanding that these guys don't work down there full-time, 365 days a year, that they go to do other jobs. And I think there's some good people down there who have uh, the taxpayers' uh, wallets first and foremost in their minds. And I think at the end of the day, uh, we, we have some, some hope because uh, these guys are not going to want to be on the losing side of a primary. And so many of them are interested in those primaries that I, I, feel, I feel hopeful. Well, and it's really on, and it's only four hundred dollars to qualify for state senate, state house. Both of them are two year terms. So, I, if they do raise taxes uh, in a, in a 
conservative way. And does that sound oxymoronic? But uh, if, if they are able to do that, this is the year because they figure they'll have a year to sell it to their constituents. And who knows, maybe they'll have ground broken where I live over in DeKalb and Toco Hills. They finally finished the 85-400 flyover bridge. And I can tell you personally that that's a life change. I would pay 50 cents every time I drove over that. Uh, and that was part of the 400 toll. But yeah, if you know what you're paying for and you can itemize it, that's one thing that I'll give T-Plus credit for is it had uh, a, a, an enormous project list. Um, and so people got to see what they were going to be getting. The problem was most of the projects didn't start until band three or eight years into paying an extra penny, which is why I was vehemently opposed to it. Jeff, we got to take our 2.30 break here. Can you hold on for a couple minutes? Cause I do oh, you wanna... bet I can. Thank you. All right, thanks. We'll be back in a couple minutes on Greg's List. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200 or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedStuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to America's WebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism. I love these uh, Jeff Breedlove caught on a hot mic there. Um, I I think he was talking about changing his profile picture from Oregon back to, uh, uh, what what is that, your your English coat of arms there, Breedlove? You know, uh, that's (laughs) normally it, but now we're all Charlie. I'm I'm standing up for freedom of the press uh, Uh. with our... Our, our, the tragedy in, in Paris and uh, Je suis Obama. When are those T-shirts going to come out? You know? Hey, look, you know <laughs> he would have been at that march, but unfortunately, I think he was playing golf. And you know, we cannot let freedom of the press get in the way of golf. No. Well, and, and, and my theory is that Michelle Obama, the last thing in hell she would do is let Obama go back to France. Because uh, remember his behavior with the Mandela funeral when he was uh, uh, doing selfies with uh, prime minister, female prime ministers. <laughs> From Europe. That was it. Was it the Danish? Okay. That's an iconic picture of his presence. Yeah, it really is. Is hey, uh, let me take a selfie with the. Uh, that's the prime minister of Denmark. She, I think, at the time she was in. Awesome. Prime minister of and then he did. I think he likes the French first lady as well. So yeah, I think Miss. I think Michelle Obama said, "No, sir, you are not going over there." But uh, let's get back to uh, eggs and taxes. I mean, eggs well, and well, issues. Sure. And you know, another theme went out this morning, and I think <laughs> I think this is an important theme, and it's something that interests me. If I can, yeah. if I can segue to it, which is um, something that seems to be in sync with Governor Deal and Lieutenant Governor Cagle, and this is. <clears throat> 
the future of education and thinking uh, the f- education with jobs. Uh, there's a, a move that Governor Deal wants to change the Technical College of Georgia over to the Georgia mm-hmm. Career College system. And he, he illustrated the success that Georgia's had uh, with our film industry. We are third in the nation and fifth in the world for film production. The problem is, and I've heard uh, people in the industry talk about this uh, who, who are just rank-and-file employees, uh, a lot of these jobs are out-of-state jobs. We don't have a, a deep enough workforce here in Georgia so Georgians can profit mm-hmm. from, from the success. And so the, the idea is to uh, marry up our education system was where we're doing good uh, work in, in industry. The, the others that he pointed to were um, engineering, uh, computer science, um, and film. And also I would suggest manufacturing is one. Uh, Dalton, uh, Georgia, carbon capital of the world, those manufacturers are working very close with the state to make sure there's a workforce where they can keep their industries in our state. And so this is very important. It's, it's, um, it is direct jobs. Um, the film industry bought $5.1 billion to our state's economy last year. Right. And, and, and to keep those people here, we've got to have a skilled workforce. So what what Casey Cagle's been leading on for years, and now Governor Deal is is joining uh, in in this, this, this is how conservatives take the education process at a state level, away from, from that one-size-fits-all federal level, mm-hmm. and marry it up where... When you sit in the classroom, when you exit it, you can get a job in the real world if that's the path you want to take. Um, you don't have to get a liberal arts degree, you know, and go out there and, and try to get a job. You can get a job where you can literally walk out of the higher post-secondary building and walk straight into a job that pays very good money. And that, that is incredibly important for Georgia. And it's far better than these uh, liberal art degrees uh, in ancient Sumerian poetry, and they're serving you coffee at Starbucks. I know you're a big Starbucks fan, but do you really need your barista having a, a liberal art degree from Barry College and owing $300,000? Probably not. Oh, well, I mean, th- that's true. And, and those, <laughs> those degrees are fine for, for people, but, but they're not fine for everybody. And at some point, Casey Cagle said it right, and, and I'm going to paraphrase him. He said that when we provide a quality education, uh, programs, kids will stop mm-hmm. fighting uh, to get out of school and they'll start fighting to get into school. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest to you that when we give real kids something that will really help them make money, they're going to want to go there. And they're going to want to be there because they want money to buy all the things that, that you want to buy as a young person. And I think a lot of the reason why there's a higher dropout rate these days is that a lot of kids go... Well, I don't want to study medieval history and poetry. I'm just that's stupid. So uh, it works for some kids, but um, but you know we need to we need to understand as conservatives, and I think that Governor Deal and Lieutenant Governor Cagle do understand this. Uh, the whole point of the education system is to give a person the skill set and mm-hmm. knowledge they need yep. to provide for themselves and their family out there in the world. And that's what I think we're doing, and I think that is going to pay immediate benefits. Yeah, that's because that's something where when we say we invest in education, that's investing in our long-term economy. A lot of times that looks like something that's, you know, 15, 20 years down the horizon. But what you were suggesting and what Governor Deal and, and Lieutenant Governor Cagle 
are, are working towards is is revamping our current education system for the jobs that are here now and i am a 100 percent supporter of that because we need to you know we need to be sending kids to to learn uh, computer programming computer engineering uh, science technology the stem programs that are going on in the public schools and also some of these uh, more technical jobs like running a f- uh, production crew running a switcher i when i went to university of georgia i majored in uh, telecom arts was technically my major and we basically uh, uh, directed TV shows, and they actually still use some of that antiquated equipment uh, from 20 years ago. So those are real technical skills that, uh, that 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 can get you a real job that's that's paying not just this you know seven twenty five whatever the minimum wage that they want to raise it to, but paying twenty to thirty dollars an hour, a real oh, living wage. That, some of these jobs. I mean, one of the largest clusters of <clears throat> scientific gaming companies is in Gwinnett County, Georgia. And if it's not the largest, it's certainly one of the two or three largest. And these jobs are highly technical jobs. And these young people, mostly, that get employed in this, this, this industry can make upwards of $60, 70 80 $90 an hour. Wow. But the fact is, it's not good enough to say I played a couple of video games while I was you know, not paying attention at, at, a, at a traditional <laughs> school. You have to know your stuff. Because these are for entrepreneurs who are investing a lot of money to compete in a very competitive job market. And if Georgia can continue to provide the workforce for people like that, they will locate these jobs here. And by the way, this is what ties into our transportation. I have met many, many uh, CEOs. One of the reasons that they come here is the climate. Uh, Another reason is education. But another reason is our transportation infrastructure, the uniqueness of the Port of Savannah, Hartsville-Jackson Airport, and our and our transportation surface program, plus our rails. We're one of the few states that have all four of those components. And if we marry a strategy for education to work with the workforce and have the infrastructure in place for the products to move from point A to point B or the employees to those companies to move from point A to point B, Georgia's going to thrive economically, and that raises our quality of life. So they all work together. Well, I've talked to some friends, uh, Dunwoody, Sandy Springs, Chamber of Commerce, uh, public officials there, and they point to their access to MARTA heavy rail, the MARTA bus system, the the easiness you can, the ease you can get to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And that's why some of these companies, UPS moved. Um, we just got Mercedes here moving from New Jersey, I believe, which is a big coup and not, not so good for uh, Governor Crispy. I mean, uh, Christy. <laughs> I called him Crispy Cream, my bad. But uh, so those are those are great ideas. I, I, I do, if we're going to look at transit as part of this transportation, now I'm from East Cobb County. I was hoping that the minds would be changed a little bit about having Marta Rail go up there, especially to like Cumberland and um, uh, at Kennesaw State University. But uh, we're, we're not seeing any appetite for that in the in the suburbs. And and if we're going to don't uh, give all this money to transit, don't we need to actually increase where transit goes? Well, that's a good point. And, and I meant you know heavy rail, but but transit's very important too. And I, and I would say suggest you. I was just in Portland uh, last week and. Portland has spent a multi number of hundreds of millions of dollars on a light rail system that, that no one's using. Um, <laughs> the, Washington, D.C., Boston, New York, they have rail that people use. And, and I think one of the reasons why it's used in those three cities are people feel safe. And at the end of the day, if we want to 
expand ridership on on any kind of transit system, the very first thing uh, is going to have to be a sense of, of, of safety and security. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be important no matter what you call the authority. We, we have MARTA. We, we have other things we're trying to do, this new streetcar. You know, people have to feel safe on it. And then it has to be where, where people are. You're absolutely right. And, and I think that is a, a difference. Uh, it's unfortunate. I think MARTA has a long way to go. I think the streetcar has a long way to go. Uh, the concept of putting rail between Atlanta and Macon, for example, or Atlanta and Chattanooga or yeah. Charlotte. Or Columbus are, heavy. Yeah, we, I mean, that's Columbus. that's that. all that's pie-in-the-sky stuff. That, that's it, all, it is all pie-in-the-sky. I mean, and, 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 and the reason why it is is, is that in America, and, and the South in particular, you know, people like the freedom of independence. You know, there's a reason why Uber, which I know you, you're familiar with, Uber is expanding. I've heard of them. Yes, we've heard of them. And, <laughs> and rail is not. It's because people like to be able to go when they want to go, where they want to go, and how they want to go. Right. And, you know, it, transit it, that, that, that helps the economy is one thing. If people are going to use it, and it can and can, can sustain itself, or heck, at least mostly sustain itself. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Uh, but these 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 folks that say that transit is the end all be all and and should be the first block when you discuss transportation, um, that's just not reality. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to change behaviors, and I do think that the the I hate the word millennial, but whatever people understand what that term means. That generation is moving in town. That mo- generation is eschewing uh, owning cars. They are adopting transportation. They're riding bikes. They're living close to where they work. And and so I think that the appetite for, for putting a couple heavy rail stations up to Kennesaw and to Cumberland where the Braves are moving to makes sense. Once the Braves move up there, the the, the traffic apocalypse that's there now at the uh, Cobb Cloverleaf is going to be even worse. So I, I think eventually people are going to say, you know what, we're going to risk a little bit more crime coming out here because really South Cobb, you, you already got plenty of crime. You don't need to worry about MARTA it, 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 export, it, it being imported from downtown Atlanta. You need to get over that little argument, that little talking point right now. So what? Uh, I mean, what's it going to take to start really changing uh, behaviors, Jeff? Well, I think that's interesting. And of course, generational shift is, 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 is very important. Of course, time is involved in a generational <laughs> shift. But, you know, I think people look at Lenox Square and and they see the, the cultural changes that have occurred at Lenox Square when it, get, it became more diverse uh, because of the MARTA station. And there's pros and cons of that. Uh, so I think people look to existing MARTA stops that have, that have change the culture of, of, of parts of Atlanta, and they're trying to make assessments as, as we talk about expansion. Certainly in Cobb County, there was a time in the, in the 80s and 90s where, where any kind of expansion would have, would have got a person impeached. Locally. Now there's, there's at least debate about it. Um, there's, there's, there's local elected officials that are for it, some that are against it. Um, I think it has come a long way in the northern suburbs, and, and I think, you know, Given time with, with major, and I was just driving past the Braves development the other day, and that is, this is going to be a, a major traffic situation. <laughs> uh, 81 games a year, baby. <laughs> 81 games. And, if the Bra- and, and, all, and all kidding aside, if the Braves have a winning record and they're drawing sellout type crowds, I mean, that's going to be a mess. That's going to be 40, point, 
forty to fifty thousand just butts and seats, and all the ancillary traffic. I really oh, do yeah, like yeah. the development, Jeff. Let me uh, let's take our final break here because I did want to. I know you got a couple more topics that you uh, wanted me to redirect you to. I, I don't mind getting a little off topic when uh, when we need to because it is very interesting, especially this uh, this whole transportation thing. It really does need to be regionally decided because you can't just have a, a you know a, a hodgepodge of, of things that work in one county and not the next. Anyway, we're going to take our final break on Greg's list. We'll be back with Jeff Breedlove from GeorgiaPundit.com in a minute. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot Conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism on AmericasWebRadio.com. Finishing up with Jeff Breedlove, our favorite correspondent from GeorgiaPundit.com. Got the ears to the ground downtown. Jeff, um, here's, a, here's a question for you. Uh, Governor Deal, Casey Cagle, uh, other leaders, and the, the Republicans have always led on, on education. We've, we were really behind the charter school, which that amendment passed with like a 70 to 30 majority several years ago. It's changing people's lives. It's changing the direction of a lot of the uh, the urban schools that aren't doing so well. It's giving people options. It's improving education slowly but surely. Uh, last week, your, um, your president, uh, Mr. Unicorn Rancher himself, Barack Obama, said his new plan was to make everybody uh, have community college for free, which we all know that free to Mr. Obama costs me and you $60 billion over 10 years. So it's really not free. But... Um, 
I'm sure that is getting the interest of a lot of states that are looking at that as free money. I, I think it's a terrible idea to just um, make uh, community colleges free for everybody and only require a 2.5 GPA. I mean, wow, <laughs> if you can't get a 2.5. Oh, no, it's, it's a horrible so, idea. But, and I will say that in, in this is day two. We've, we've had day one and day two of the 40-day uh, session. I, I've not heard any scuttlebutt about that yet. Now, okay. Of course, day two but I, I i certainly don't speak for 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 anybody but i i don't i cannot envision a scenario where the majority caucus of either chamber um or this governor would, would support willingly put georgia taxpayer dollars into a, a scheme like that um, i'm so proud of governor deal for his resistance to um to the obama administration on, on this obamacare efforts yeah and he's he's stood very tall on that and i i, I again we don't know what their posture will be, uh, but I, I think given their track record uh, with Obamacare, yeah. I, I don't... Because, I, I mean, the, 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 as usual, the, the devil's in the details, but the plan that was released, some of the murky details said that uh, they'd pay 75% for federally approved community colleges, the states would have to pony up the rest, and, and all this does is cheapen the education system. It, it's just a, a huge stimulus Listen, Stimulus a lot of people plan. remember the Clinton administrations. Uh, they, they they hired a, it was the COP program. I forget the cute little name they had, but it was um, a program where the the feds would hire ten thousand cops or something like that. <laughs> of course, the problem was they convinced uh, local municipalities to take one of these officers, and, mm-hmm. and they had funding for two or three years. And then, of course, the funding was gone. Right. So here's a young officer. Usually, yep. his family is taking a job. The, the community's used to this officer, the, the force builds its protocols around this number, but all of a sudden the funding janked away, and in, in a majority of cases, these people lost their jobs. Um, these, these temporary uh, schemes and scams, uh, they, they just don't work, and there's been such a, a number of, 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 of examples. Yeah, and it makes us and it makes us beholden to, to more federal government intrusion, more uh, federal government handouts. Georgia is actually ranked seventh independence in the country on the federal government. Now, you know, again, the, we've we've all seen federal government grow. I just think that any Obama expansion of community colleges is just a huge expanse of expansion of government, and that's uh, well, look. I don't. I'm not in the business of giving advice uh, publicly to state legislators, but if if I were, I would make an, an exception in this case and say this: as a rule of thumb, if the Obama administration is for it, you should begin your process with being against it. Yeah, I mean, if things change on the ground, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion later. But, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a rule of thumb. And, by the way, I, I did want to take a moment before we, we run out of time yeah. to, to give a shout-out here. Uh, in ancient times, before modern technology, I uh, restarted in 1987 uh, the college Republican chapter at Georgia State University. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gone on uh, since then. And I've met the current leaders and... I see them here on Twitter with us, and i got to say, this is a great group of young leaders there now at Georgia State. I'm so proud of what they're doing, and uh, just wanted to give them a shout-out and say, you know, you guys are standing tall right downtown uh, and proud that they're uh, active on that campus and standing up for Republican principles down there. Are you trying to get invited to speak at one of their meetings? You know, they, they need people to, to draw <laughs> membership in, so... <laughs> Well, I got I got to say the um, we were talking about some of these um, the jaywalking shows and uh, Waters reports or whatever. Uh, 
they did um, one as a, a school project down there. A friend, uh, Bridget Mary McDonald, who's the uh, political VP or I think political CR chair of the group, and they were walking around asking just uh, average college students, you know, if they keep, uh, knew anything about political current events. And uh, shockingly, um, they they did not. But it just uh, it was very good, very well done, and um, very entertaining for the uh, the, the five minute video. So well, kudos. Out. You know, Todd. Todd would also so be disappointed in me if I didn't point out that Georgia Pundit is on Twitter and is on Facebook, and uh, we certainly encourage uh, all the listeners to join us, uh, you know, on a regular basis on Facebook and Twitter. And we do the, the daily newsletter, which is free. It's always free. Uh, Todd is uh, uh, outstanding each morning, and, and we encourage you to visit the website and sign up for the the morning uh, edition, as I like to call it. And, and read what Todd puts out for us. Yeah. I was about to say, these 40 days of session, uh, clearly georgiapundit.com does follow very closely. I always enjoy uh, kind of the camaraderie. We're a little bit of the, the new journalism, and there's also the traditional journalism. The AJC has clearly moved towards a, a, a .com, a, a web portal. I don't even know if you can get a physical paper every day. Uh, maybe you can. Oh, no, you uh, can, and yeah. I got one Sunday, and it was a great, great <laughs> read on Sunday. I was talking to, to my friend Greg Bluestein about that, how it was wonderful to sit down. We sat down at lunch, my wife and I, at Tomatillas, which is in East Atlanta Village, owned by State Representative Margaret Kaiser, member of the Democratic Caucus. Uh, she owns a great restaurant, and we just sat there and enjoyed reading the paper the old, old, old school way, the actual paper. I think that's called bipartisanship. Uh, it is, it is, but it is good food. And, and I tell you, the, Greg and Jim Galloway and, and Aaron Shining and those guys on the political team at the AJC, they do a great job. And uh, it's just a good, good group of folks covering the, the session down there. And, and you know, it, it, it's so important, I think, to, to, to make sure Republicans and Democrats alike in the General Assembly know that people are watching what they do. Right. Well, and, 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 and I mean, you really, the average um, listener now that, 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 you know, has got to put food on the table and take their kids to soccer practice and all that stuff, you can uh, subscribe to a couple of uh, different blogs. You can go to gregslistlive.blog.com, which will be revamped soon. You can georgiapundit.com, ajc.com, Political Insider. And just really, you can read through stuff in about 10 to 20 minutes. Y'all's newsletter that comes out every morning is is, is just a great recap of uh, what, what happened. It's got a little bit of a sense of humor in it. There's uh, several other uh, blogs out there that, you know, it, it's new. It's citizen journalism. It's what Andrew Breitbart talked about. Um, it, it's vetted, it's opinionated, so you can try to read something from the left and something from the right and kind of split the difference and pick the middle, and, th- and that's the way you can kind of make up your own mind. But there's a lot of avenues for people to stay on top of the issues these days. And they need to, because it's, you know, you're very involved with this whole Uber issue, and it's so important. I mean, the mere fact that government at, at, at every level, in this case every level, municipal, state, federal, are trying to restrict... Uh, the freedom of, of, of entrepreneurs and consumers in the free market system. You know, that's not theoretical. That's real-world stuff. And um, it impacts all of us. And so, you know, some folks say politics is boring and everything. I tell yeah. you what, politics impacts your life every well, and, and what, and the thing that's really pissing me off this time around is the Georgia craft brew industry. They want to be able to actually sell you a little six pack when you go through one of their tours. And the big breweries and the retail association is scared of them. 
and um, you know basically said no. You're, you're, even though you're only a, a small segment of the market, Sweetwater uh, is by far the biggest one in Georgia, and they're less than one percent uh, of even Georgia consumption, I believe. But the, the, we're seeing protectionism. We're seeing lobbyists that are really high, uh, highly paid lobbyists, and, and their job is to stop competition. Tesla Motors is getting run out of town by the Automotive Dealer Association because, God forbid, Tesla doesn't want to have to have a bunch of retail spaces open everywhere. I mean, wow, maybe it's a new business model. Does that scare you, 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 you entrenched monopolies? Well, good, it should, and I will fight for every issue, and it may be small ball. And it may seem, oh, Greg, you're, you know, you're going after these small issues, but they're metaphors for the bigger issues of cronyism that is endemic in this country and even in this state right now. Well, you're exactly right. And I'll tell you, at the end of the day, what makes the United States a special place is we believe in liberty and we believe in freedom. And capitalism is founded on competition at the end of the day and consumer freedom. And as long as it's uh, you know, a product that doesn't cause harm to others, you know, entrepreneurs ought to have the right to produce their mar- product in a free marketplace and let the consumer decide. And uh, we have friends, you have friends on, 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 on all sides of these issues. Yep. But, but you know, it makes them better. I mean, I, I always ask, I'm always asked from political activists about primaries, and, and are primaries really worth it? And wouldn't we, we be better off without a primary? And, and a lot of that's grounded in the fact that, you know, people don't like to be against their friends. And mm-hmm. I say, no, primaries make every candidate stronger. I believe that David Perdue was a, a stronger candidate against Michelle Nunn because of the primary. Oh, candidate. hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the same is true in every case. And, and I view competition like a primary. If, if, if company A has kind of enjoyed a, a larger percentage of the market and company B comes in and shakes things up, you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to make both companies better. Exactly. You're going to get consumers uh, are going to benefit. I mean, everybody wins in that regard. Although not everybody can win the primary, as me and you both. Well, know, right, right. Unfortunately, I mean, but, analogy, but the point Jeff, is, we got about we got about thirty seconds left. Anyway, I really appreciate you calling in today. This uh, the time flew by. I wasn't planning to have you on this long, but uh, you being in touch with all the issues and actually having been down at the Capitol the past couple of days for the uh, first uh, opening of session is extremely important to see what. The, the mindset is. Look forward to hearing more from you in the next uh, few weeks. And for my listeners out there, thank you as always. We will be back next week and the replay of this show is on tonight at 6 p.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com See ya! You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com The pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.